0: I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice microphones. The
1: worst trade of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana <laughs> Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? Uh, <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million And I came to
0: realize anymore. these guys are funny.
1: And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This
2: guy, okay, and folks, are is a fidget some of the best bear.
0: gamblers I've come to know.
2: If you're betting on USC and or TCU, let it be known you are a square. TCU is
0: going to hammer this
2: team tomorrow night. I hate to hear that. When we come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU.
0: Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey, run that track. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Uh, So in between the break here, get this. I was with you guys on that TV being fake. That TV was real.
1: I'm not behind
0: it. I'll send you the article unless this article. So I was with you guys. I sent that and I didn't prep you guys on that. Yeah. It says it's real.
1: If you would have prepped us, we could have got Tom for
0: sure. I know. I kind of gave you the eyes over there. Uh, It was too late. So it's the world's first foldable micro LED TV. It's 144 inches. This article was written uh, last year. It was debuted in 2021 at, at some technology expo. And it looks exact. I mean, tell me that's not, why would they, that looks real, right?
2: Can confirm to the It list looks here. real, but I think the thing you showed was still a mock. No, the video. You oh, that you I agree, don't know. I would agree with that. That I don't know. Maybe, the video, but the,
0: there was a dog running across the screen. The TV exists. <laughs> you
1: can't put a dog in a video. You're right. A cat. You got, me.
0: why would you go through that effort?
1: For people like you, Paul. Well, it's, say, it's still real
0: <laughs> and I want it. I wonder how much it costs. I wonder how much a TV like that costs. It probably doesn't even cost you. Pr- you're probably given it yeah. to, to promote it, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. You're probably given it to promote it. It's like
1: it. the big red boots of technology. <laughs> I
0: don't know. I'm going to choose to believe it's real, whether it's real or not. This article makes it look real though. Tell me that's not, did that not it look looks real. real? looks real. Elliot, you, you're looking at me like that.
2: It doesn't look, it doesn't look real. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the mock did not look real. The mock did not my, look real. No. Okay. No, we're all in agreement on that. All right, everybody. This is box lunch. Casey, i I can't really hear. Uh, I can't really hear myself. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's how Tom is.
3: I. I guess I don't know. Okay. All right. Just to me.
0: Okay. All right. Maybe Tom just rolls like this the whole show. Which, if he does, this is wild.
2: Can <laughs> you not hear yourself this at is all? Wild.
0: No, I can hear you guys, but to me, it sounds like I'm just talking out loud. That's wild. Good for Tom. Uh, Okay, today we have something very important to get to. We have 30 minutes right now. It's 12.05. We have 30 minutes to get through whether Geno Smith is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. We're going to do that in just a second. We have one topic to get to first, and that's the fact that the Cincinnati Reds have won 10 games in a row. We had a lot going on and off the bench today, so we really didn't get a ton into dissecting the Reds now having won 10 in a row. Jacob, you were there last night. I want to ask you something, Jacob, about after the game. Yes. The scene down the third baseline at the Bally post game show was incredible.
1: I sent a selfie into our group chat. Yeah. The four of us from, from right outside the, the deck there at Reds Live. And boy, oh boy, I don't know that I've ever seen it like that. After Ellie's debut, after Ellie's first home run, that was that Dodgers series, those post game shows were unbelievable. But last night, I mean, it was shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder clear from that metal railing all the way back to the Porkopolis back behind there. You couldn't even get through to leave. Yeah. It, I mean, it was unbelievable.
0: It looked fantastic. And the like you said, there were people on the second tier. Like right. there were
1: other fans up at the top. Correct. It, I mean, it was it was crazy. The, the excitement around the – granted, I was 11 in 2012. So I don't know how much I can really speak on that. But this is by far the most excitement I've seen around the Reds in my lifetime.
2: Yeah. It's it's without question. I think it's even more so. And I know this is people aren't going to like this take. I think this is crazier than what happened with the Bengals on the Super Bowl run. I genuinely believe this team was supposed to roll over and die. They were predicted 64 wins. That is horrid. Horrid. They have come out here. They've won 10 in a row. They're going to go for 11 today, which I think they will get. The Rockies are respectfully, and I say that with all due respect. They're the worst team of all time on the road. They can't play. They can't play road games. Would be our longest it, win streak since 1957, which is crazy. And th- again, this team was never supposed to be good. The starting pitching is still not good. The the, the offense is w- led by Kevin Newman, is is fifth in the in the majors in OBP. They're getting on base 33 percent of the time. This is unbelievable. It's unprecedented. It's it's. It's my favorite time in my lifetime so far as, as, as a Cincinnati sports fan.
0: I will agree with you on that Bengals take because at least the Bengals were good. Yeah. You knew they were going to be good.
1: Maybe you didn't think they were going to go to the win Super win total Bowl. when we went to the Super Bowl was six and a half.
0: Yeah, but I, I still think that if you, told, if you asked somebody before that Bengals season, given the roster that the Bengals had that year and the roster that the Reds started with this year and said where they would be halfway through that season – I, I think you it's, would be more surprised at what the Reds have done than what the Bengals did, I, I think.
2: The the, roster, the rosters aren't even comparable. T.J. Friedel was supposed to be a bum. And, again, I, I, that's what people thought coming in. Nobody, nobody had high expectations for T.J. Friedel. Jonathan India and Tyler Stevenson were supposed to be our best guys. India's lived up to it. Stevenson has underperformed this year. Uh, and, and I think it's just Ellie De La Cruz, Matt McClain. Nobody expected Matt McClain up. Matt McClain is up, and he's borderline an all-star. Jacob and I were having this debate yesterday. Alexis Diaz is now the is the best closer in the National League. Is TJ Friedel an all-star? TJ Friedel's an all-star. I, I I Nick Senzel is is showing signs of life. That I wrote him off completely. He's still not great, but he's he's certainly he's certainly com- competing, you know? And I and I think with all the struggles that we've had over the years, I wrote this team off so long so long before the season. Opening day, I you know, this season was washed. I th- there's no way anybody could have predicted this. This is historic right now, When we're we, living it.
0: When we were sitting here about a week before the season, I remember we were doing a segment on this show or on Off the Bench about what the Reds were going to do. And I think this was right around when Reed gave his shtick about, you guys aren't going to win 65 ball games. <laughs> this was right around that. I remember we were sitting here doing the show, and Casey and I looked at each other after uh, one of the shows ended, and we said, we just spent 20 minutes talking about the Reds, and what they could do this season as if as if the Major League season mattered. Because really what was going to matter this year was what the Louisville Bats did, or to an extent what the Chattanooga Lookouts did, yeah, and what their rosters looked like and how those players performed. And what happened at the Major League level, I remember in 2021 when I was with the Orioles, I would see tweets from Orioles fans all the time of, of people getting mad at what was happening at Camden Yards or what was happening with the Major League Club and what was going on and, and losses and decisions. And I was sitting there the entire th- season thinking, none of that matters. Everybody that I'm watching right now, everybody that I'm broadcasting, everybody that's up at Norfolk at AAA. Those are the players that matter. Why is anybody getting mad about what's happening at the major league level right now? Brandon Hyde making this decision or that decision, whatever it might be. Why does any of that matter? And I remember sitting there thinking before the season this year, about a week before opening day, and we did 20 minutes on the Reds win total. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, why are we even wasting our time doing this? When in reality, we know that all we're doing is – basically fast forwarding to 2024 we just have to exist to get to 2024 and now all of a sudden i think maybe i'm off base i'll I'll let you guys answer this do you guys think that the february idea of 2024 is now happening in 2023 is
1: that what's happening right here oh i think so I think this 10-game, right before this 10-game win streak, the Reds were in the mix for the division. We were still talking about, hey, do you you buy a starting pitcher or whatever? After 10 wins in a row, this has gotten a lot more serious when it comes to being legitimate buyers at the deadline. Yeah. Because this team is proving that it's not, number one, a fluke. We're beating teams consistently. Number two, these young guys are just getting started. Yep. They have a long fuse. They have a big gas tank. They can play a lot of games. Like, we're not going to have to rest. The, I mean, Matt McClain is a day off today. You're going to have to sprinkle those throughout. But we have a lot of young guys that are very versatile and are just now getting here. So it feels like the start of something special. It's going to be going on for a decade or so.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think right now is the, the window has opened. The door has opened a year early, and that's okay. I, I think at the deadline, I think this team is going to be good enough to compete. I mean, even watching last night when they were down, I mean, the, the offense is rolling so well. It's, it's flowing so well right now. There was never a doubt they were going to score three runs, four runs. Ellie De La Cruz hit a 98-mile-per-hour a pop-up to left field, home run. I mean, the, the way we're winning these games is, is just crazy. Right now, we are, we are as good as we can be next year. I think next year will obviously be better. We're going to improve in the offseason. But right now, we are, we are a competitive playoff-caliber team. No question about it.
0: On that note, we're going to switch to whether Geno Smith is a top 10 quarterback in the National Football League. So this is how this is going to work. Casey is going to come up here. We're going to switch cameras so that it's on these guys here for a second. Casey and I are going to switch seats so I can go over there and run the board. Casey will give his opening. Jacob will come up here. We'll all switch seats again, do a little fire drill here. Switch seats. Then we can go back to these seats and do rebuttals. I'll come back up here and moderate. And then we'll figure out Elliot and I.
2: Just yeah, it'll be. a, What happens if there's a tie? There's not a tie. We'll, we'll you guys got to pick a winner. We'll come to a decision. Okay. Right.
0: I am. I am going into this with a completely open mind. I would be disappointed be, if you weren't. I'll be honest. I don't really have an opinion here.
2: Okay. I do. I... <laughs> Elliot. This I'm is biased. Like TV. I'm thing. biased. He's arguing. Geno Smith is better than Aaron Rodgers. I can't do it. This is like your but TV gonna, thing. Casey. Casey. I'm going to try. Casey, I'm going to try my best to give you an honest vote.
3: Listen, I know it's an uphill battle. I know I know it's going to be tough.
2: Yeah, straight uphill. But,
3: but that is my goal, is to try to convince you and the rest of the chat that Juno Smith is deserving of a top 10 place.
1: Well, let's get started here. Well, you also
0: uh, – yeah. You know what? I'm not going to say anything. We Let's go. Let's do seat, this. In the let's seat transition.
3: This.
2: Uh, do you want me to get up? You give I, some talk. Oh, yeah, you want me yeah. to be talking this? Okay. So, so let's go over betting lines. These betting lines are fake, so whatever I say is not real. Uh, I would personally have the uh, have the line minus three million on Jacob, but you know there's some good value plus two hundred trillion on Casey to win this debate. So take whatever one you feel. We're talking about chasing value earlier in the show. That we were. This is chasing value.
1: If if, if Fred is listening, yeah, we yeah, can yeah, get this up. Yeah, The chat can chase There's some real n- value here on Casey.
2: There's not any better value in the world right now than on Casey. Would Casey
1: be plus money if it was Geno Smith top 15? Yeah, I think he I would. I think so as well. I think he would. I think so as well.
2: But we'll see. Casey Casey has come prepared. I, oh, I'm holding on. We're getting close. We're getting close. i hey, will keep
1: dribbling this clock out, Elliot. Now yeah. Think do uh, <laughs>
2: you think about You want to eat a cricket again? No,
1: we don't. I need don't. No, we don't
0: need to do that. I don't. <laughs> In the world of sports, certain athletes or topics are considered especially divisive. At Chatterbox Sports, the dedicated fans who debate these topics are Trace and Reed. Welcome to Box Court.
3: Well, uh, I am not Trace or Reed. I am your favorite producer, Casey McAllister. Welcome, Nutcutter Nation. This is the first time I've had the opportunity to sit here and uh, hear the the mic issue here so that's interesting now that i get to finally hear what's going (laughs) on (laughs) news flash it's not working the way it should be but anyways i know that this is going to be a tough and a very hard hill to climb up and it's it's almost impossible to even try to debate this but i'm going to do my best for the next 15 20 minutes i'm going to try to convince you that geno smith is a top 10 quarterback for this upcoming season i'm not debating his career i'm not debating that he's played very poorly at some points of his career but there's a lot of circumstances surrounding that that make it very very difficult for me to believe that you can really put all the onus on him okay so let's just start with the stats right And we're going to include his one playoff game. And I will annotate where it needs to, you know, like just as an example, the sacks this last season, he had, I think, 46 or something like that. But um, it was like 40 in the regular season. Anyways, let's get started. Juno Smith last year had a total of 32 passing touchdowns, fourth in the league, a total of 4,535 passing yards, ranking him eighth. Seventh, if you remove the postseason. Fourth in total air yards, 2,731 yards, meaning he's slinging the ball around. He's not dinking and dumping. And if we want to go into more bigger details, sorry, it's just, (laughs) this is very difficult to do when you're reading off this thing. Okay. PFF offers more detailed stats, like big-time throws. A uh, statistic that shows if you have excellent ball location timing and generally you're throwing the ball deep down the field right so big time throws he was ranked second in this category in the entire nfl Geno smith was also the most accurate passer in the league oh and not to mention like i said before he was sacked 46 times and pressured the sixth most in the league of the time, he dropped back. He was getting pressured. Gina Smith was also working with one of the worst defenses that the Seattle Seahawks have ever had in the past 20 years, giving up high scores like 27 to the Falcons, 30 to the Panthers, 39 to the Saints, 40 to the Raiders, and 45 to the Lions. Oh, and by the way, he beat the Lions, 48 to 45. Seattle was... 10th in scoring last year his defense the bottom quarter at 25th geno smith had to elevate the talent around him just to succeed let's just look at russell wilson the year that he didn't start in 2021 right russell wilson went six and eight finished the year seven and ten now look People are going to point to D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. The two of those guys combined for 2,256 yards and 17 touchdowns. That's about half of Geno's numbers, okay? The rest, well, we're going to throw in four or five starters that averaged out about seven, 800 yards. And then he threw to, in total, 18 different players on the roster. He's not just targeting two or three guys and that's it he is spreading the ball out a sign of a true excellent passer and listen just about every statistical category that i've rattled off he's either the same as joe burrow meaning that they're four and five or five and four or better which is really crazy when i went to go digging into the true numbers it's, it's nuts, right? This guy has been playing unbelievable. And the one thing that people are going to point to as to why he doesn't deserve to be in the top 10 is his past. And look, he's already admitted before he was an immature guy. He wasn't ready for the league. And his rookie season, you know, wasn't great. Or was it? If you look at Gino's rookie season... He was thrown into a dumpster fire, okay? He got drafted by the Jets. And we all know they stink. And let me tell you, the Jets roster, when he was drafted in 2013, just coming off of AFC championship, was completely stripped. No Darrell Rivas. There was no... There was no LT, there was no scroll down a little bit. Okay. But anyways, right there, you're good. Unfortunately though, Gino was thrown into the fire right away, his rookie season with stripped down talent and I'll get into some of the weapons here in a second, but this would be the only year he had a fully healthy season. The only time he had a chance to showcase what he can do within a full year. His rookie season, he was sacked 43 times, pressured on 41% of his dropbacks. And despite this, Gino had very respectable PFF grades. And in terms of the stats I mentioned before, like big time throws, he threw him at a rate of five percent, which was ninth in the league. Not bad. Genus also had to fight against his own teammates, literally getting slugged in the face at one point, breaking his jaw. But his rookie season, he had to compete with the one of the highest drop rates in the league, seventh. Seventh. Throwing to guys like Kellen Winslow, Santonio Holmes, Jeremy Curley. Is that really pushing the envelope, guys? I don't think so. Let me say this. There was no consistency for him in his rookie season. Most of the playmakers were in and out of the lineup. They were ineffective. And his rookie season, his offensive coordinator, Tony Soprano, or... Yeah, Soprano. I don't even know how to. (laughs) 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 Tony Sperano, not Soprano. Tony Sperano, (laughs) who was specifically hired to help him out in 2012, didn't even make it the full season, got fired midway through the season. Because of this and because of the circumstances surrounding him, Gino had to fight uphill to succeed. And like I mentioned before, the Jets really stink. And they were not able to put enough talent around him to succeed. And so he gets shipped out. He doesn't get the fifth year option. He goes and studies under quarterbacks like Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, Russell Wilson, before learning what it truly takes to play quarterback at the NFL level. Let me just say this. Sometimes it takes a while for you to get it and for it to click. He can't help the circumstances that he was put under. The things that plagued the start of his career. And I want to remind all of you that this is a conversation about Geno Smith being a top 10 quarterback next season. I'm not arguing about his career. It's pretty laughable if I were to do that.
1: All right, red start in 10 minutes. <laughs> Taking the full <laughs> half hour here, Casey. See, we shouldn't have done this
3: because I, I I had so much here. But anyways. <laughs>
0: Keep going, Casey. Don't no
2: worry. Well, yeah, don't stop yeah, now. No, go now. Don't, don't stop now. now. don't stop now. Don't stop now.
1: Let's go. I only got like five minutes. It's yeah, easy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got
3: to take this off. It's so distracting.
0: It's so bad. Keep going.
3: If you factor in the fact that Geno's team got much better this upcoming season and maybe got one of the best receivers in the NFL, creating a trio of receivers, I think that you can argue that he can become a top 10 quarterback this upcoming season. I mean, he's not really that far away from 11, 12, and 13. But if you look at the circumstances surrounding him, I think that you can make a reasonable argument that he deserves a top 10 spot. And that concludes my very, very poorly written out. uh, Don't say it was poor. Casey, I think you did a great job. Don't
0: say it was poor. It was good. You pointed (laughs)
3: out a lot of stats that I was unaware of. It was good. It was, it would have been a lot better if. uh, No, stop. Casey, (laughs)
0: just stop talking.
3: You did a good job.
0: Don't deprecate yourself. It was good. All right, Jacob.
1: Am I taking the chair? Or am I doing yeah, it? No, from here. A, you're up there. You're going, you're
2: going Let's go, there. baby. That's my horse. That's my horse.
3: Don't put on the headset, by the way. It's I'm very, on. it's yeah, very distracting. It's
0: okay, wait. I need to go.
2: No, no. You don't have to do go do anywhere.
0: I, yeah, I stay here. All
1: right. Do you want to go over there so you guys can do the decision no, 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 at the no, end? No, I'll just text him. Okay. I'll hit you up. <laughs> okay. Gentlemen, we've been waiting for this day for almost a full week now. When we initially said we were gonna have a debate on whether Geno Smith was a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, I'm sure many of you smirked, laughed, maybe even guffawed at that comment. Well, I'm here today to prove you guys right. Geno Smith is nowhere near a top 10 quarterback in the league. If the debate was top 15, sure, let's have a conversation. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, Tua Tungabailoa, Dak Prescott, and Justin Fields. That is 14 quarterbacks that I am ready to take over Geno Smith. Kirk Cousins last year went 14-3 in the regular season, finished top five in passing yards with worse weapons than Geno Smith. Derek Carr entered the league after Geno, has more seasons above 3,000 yards, and also has a season where he led the league in MVP votes before he broke his leg. Geno Smith threw for his first season over 3,500 yards since his rookie year last year. Geno Smith is also over 30 years old. In Casey's quarterback's tier list, he had all the rookies at the bottom with guys such as Brock Purdy, who haven't had enough experience and haven't produced consistently enough to have a spot in the real rankings of the list. Geno Smith also only had one good year. But he had that one good year without the benefit of all those other young quarterbacks. He's now on an expensive contract, and he's an aging quarterback. The Seattle Seahawks were openly involved in the quarterback market all offseason, talking about if Anthony Richardson fell to five, they would jump on that opportunity. Would you be talking about taking a quarterback in the top 10 if you had a top 10 quarterback on your roster already? I don't think so. Forecasting beyond next season, Gino would easily fall outside of even the top 20 because of his age, his contract, and the way that roster is looking. Gino Smith had one good season, and at the end of the day, I don't think it's fair to put him above guys who have been doing this for years at a high level. And that is where I'll leave it.
0: Okay. All right. Now you guys go back in your chair. I'll go back up there. (laughs) Do
3: you have any 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 thoughts on that? Um, I have a few different thoughts. Uh, Um, you said that you would take (laughs) the fidget spinner.
1: No question. The
3: the literal butt of the joke of this entire program on box lunch. You would you would rather take him than Geno Smith?
1: Without a doubt, no question.
3: Even after all the statistics that I had presented.
1: Absolutely. Justin Fields is much younger. He had worse weapons last year, a worse O-line, and a worse defense. <laughs> I mean,
3: age, I don't think you should really factor in age in this conversation. I don't it's know how to could It's just a conversation of who's going to be a good quarterback next season.
1: I would expect the 30-year-old to be better already.
3: He's playing at a top five level.
1: In for one season.
3: And he's going to have better talent.
1: That is correct. So will Justin Fields.
2: Mm.
3: And then mm. you're going to take Kirk Cousins.
1: That Yeah, that's not even a debate for me. They no, both lost no, I, in the first round of the playoffs. Kirk Cousins went 14-3 and in the, in the regular season.
3: Yeah, he went 14-3, and but we all know that that was pretty fluky. You are when what it, your record it, says it, you
1: are, Casey. Huh? You are what your record says you are.
3: Oh, sure. I get it. But he's not going to replicate that next season. There's I think no it's way. more
1: likely that the Vikings go 14 and 3 again than Geno Smith having another top five year passing. I would take that bet. Let's do it Let's right do now. It. Let's 50 do it. What are we betting? What? Crickets? 50 bucks that Geno Smith has under 4,282 passing yards and the Vikings go at least 13 and 4.
0: Would, there's got to be a way we can get that. Bet Fred.
1: No. Mean, I, I, the, I'm not Casey, even, the Casey I'm not Jacob even... wager.
0: I'm not even going
3: to – regardless of the actual passing number, let's just say that he makes it in the top five in passing numbers. Deal. And if we both lose, then nothing happens. Correct. Okay. All right. Now, the Vikings are going to be tragically just, you know, overrated here this season, but that's that's okay. Um, you have Aaron Rodgers above him, which is fair. That's a fair argument. Two of the last
1: three MVPs.
3: Yeah, I don't. I won't argue that. He's my 11th <laughs> – quarterback. I just think the circumstances surrounding him are a little rough. He's won two of the last three MVPs, Casey. Yeah, I I get that. I understand that. I'm not arguing that I'm not arguing that at all, really. I'm just saying that the circumstances surrounding him, the talent that he's got around him, I don't think will shape up for a great season. That
1: defense is one of the best in the league in New York. With young superstars, maybe the best corner in the league. That offense has a top 15 receiver in the league in Garrett Wilson. That's, Top probably 15 running back in Brees Hall when he's healthy. Look what he did last year before he got hurt. That, that team in New York is, is going to be legit. Granted, they play in a tough division and the AFC's a gauntlet, so who knows if they're going to make the playoffs, but Aaron Rodgers is going to have a good year.
3: I, I doubt it. That offensive line is horrid. But who is your next quarterback?
1: I have Rodgers, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, Tua Valoa, Dak Prescott, and Justin Fields above Geno Smith.
3: I won't argue Jared Goff. And Tua is really hard to argue just because of the injury thing. Absolutely, I, I just don't even want to go there. But if he was healthy, I mean, he might be MVP, like just based. Couldn't off agree of number, more. Just based off the of numbers alone. But if you can't, you can't factor in that, in my opinion. You can't. You can't. Well,
1: if you're gonna say, knock, you
3: can't project what he could have done.
1: If you're gonna, gonna knock saying. Tua for being out for injury, you have to knock Geno Smith for being out for five years as being a backup.
3: No, because he played a full season.
0: Twenty seconds.
3: But anyways, what was the last quarterback that I had a problem with? Was Dak.
1: Two playoff wins.
3: Yeah, out of how many that he's been? been Geno's
1: zero for one in less years.
3: But he's got a much better offense. He's got a lot more talent.
1: I don't know. I don't know That's about it. that one. We're gonna have to call it. That's it. All
3: right, we Elliot. Should have, we should have pushed this to the Friday. There's so much to talk about.
1: Well, but
0: do we? Is there? So much to talk about. It- Elliot, do we
2: have it? Is the the decision unanimous?
0: I think I think there's a very clear
2: and obvious winner here. All right, three, two, one, Casey. Casey. Look at that. Casey is the winner. Casey, congratulations. Casey, congratulations. Without question. Wow, what a victory! Wow, what a time to be alive! I think
0: everybody saw that coming. Geno Smith. Gino I, Smith, certainly a top 10 quarterback in I the National I sure League. is.
2: Sure is. Has he won an award ever in the NFL, by the Come way? Back just, <laughs> <later> I'm <laughs> just trying to think of an award that Gino Smith here. has won in his 10-year career as an NFL career backup.
1: <laughs> so let's go here. Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Hurts, Lawrence, Lamar, Herbert, Watson. So you have Gino Smith above. Are you taking Rodgers above Gino?
3: I would push Watson way down.
1: Well, no, you of course though. you would. You're... No, you wouldn't, though. Okay, but I be won't. honest. Okay. Yeah, you're only doing that for your show. If you're, to win a, if,
2: you, if you're trying to win a football game, though. Deshaun Watson's yeah, top I, would, 10, I would
3: not take five. Deshaun Watson in my top 15. Not, not right now. Casey. Why would I take him right now? He's Casey. not shown anything last year. I mean, he Casey. might have lost it all last year. Casey. You guys <laughs> are
1: basing it based off of... The Monstars
2: stole his power, Casey. Mm. What?
1: So many are saying... What about Stafford? Sixty touchdowns his last full year. Super Bowl champ. He looked pretty rough beginning of last year. He didn't play. He
3: did though. And when how many games did Stafford play last year? All
1: right. Let's get
0: in the vault. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll circle back. This. I think we have. I think. I think the way we circle back is that bet on Gino for the year, and we'll just let it
1: play out. I'll put any amount of money... Take any qualifier out of it. I'll put any amount of money Casey wants on Geno Smith not being a top five passer next year. Name the price.
3: Well, I mean, we're arguing top ten.
1: You said top five for the bet. Watch the tapes. Run it back.
2: <laughs>
3: well, I'm just... Good thing we record I'm just the show. Saying, I'm just saying we're arguing about top ten. I, I clearly agree with 10, that. Greg, oh, agree. I'll take top ten. He's
2: not doing top, top five.
3: Top five is... I'll take is top ten. It's pretty rough, but I would still maybe even take top five. The
0: dude has... Well, you let me know. I'll send the check. All right, let's get in the vault. Let's get in the vault. Let's throw something out there. Run it. I already did run it. Run it. Oh,
1: it already ran. (laughs) Uh, Jacob, first pick. I mean, how are you not going to take the Reds today?
0: Uh, because they just started. Elliot, your Ah. pick.
2: <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go Cardinals. Cardinals money line.
1: Geno Smith for MVP plus. 1, Z 000.
2: Brazilian Air debuts later tonight. We're two and zero on the week. Yeah, you are. You have a huge day today. You we can know. win the week today. Yeah, I could. Big time, big time that, the week. That's you can't huge. Get you. And by the way, these aren't like minus three thousand. These uh, yesterday was plus two hundred. The day before that was plus one sixty. Listen, guys, I'm starting to get hot. Don't let me get hot. Ride tonight, Z Brazilianaires. We'll see you then, Casey. Your pick.
3: Ooh, uh, I'm gonna go with a random home run. I don't know what the lineup is. Anyone? Fraley, five fifty. Five fifty? Sure.
1: It was in the chat earlier. Mouse bet of the day. Yeah.
3: Fraley, five fifty. Home run.
0: Um, I am going. to... I'm just looking through here very
1: quickly. Oh, very The Reds are fast. down 1-0. to zero. Oh.
2: <laughs>
1: Are they really? Yeah, on, Doyle there. home run.
0: Oh, no. Hot start. Let's go Giants plus 100 tonight, 945. Let's go. All right, everybody. Thank you for watching today, both to off the bench, and uh, thank you for watching Box Lunch. Hope you enjoyed. Tomorrow we will be back. We're, also, we're getting picky tomorrow getting picky tomorrow let's after, do it. after off the bench so let's we'll, do it we'll do some gambling not talk too and everything. picky paul but not well of course we're not gonna get too picky but we're gonna <laughs> get a little picky that's tomorrow <laughs> after off the bench uh oh, we're gonna sorry. have some fun with that <laughs> one and uh <laughs> zebra zillionaires later anything else i'm forgetting july 17th the reds game
1: that'll be fun get that'll out be there fun. meet the people
0: S- save the date thanks everybody we'll see you tomorrow